Good afternoon, this is Comfort. Joseph has asked me to talk with you today about purpose, how uh, now that everything has changed, you know, people aren't going to work in the same way that we used to, to think about how we can still find purpose or in what we're doing, or how I'm finding purpose in what I'm doing. And to be honest, I was really hoping to be able to share a lot of positive news with you. You know, I've been learning lots of new things, keeping myself busy. So I feel like my time has been filled most of the time. But to be honest, I am feeling just a little low. You know, when this all started, I decided I was going to do a big spring clean. I cleaned the whole house from top to bottom. It probably took me a week to really make sure that I had the whole place speak and span. You know, since the children aren't here, there's nobody to mess it up. It's just me. So the house is clean. Everything is tidy. I've been reading. Uh, I was reading a James Baldwin book, which is a really strong powerful stories beautifully written but in places it's a little too harsh for me but um i'm going to watch the film if if bill street could talk that's the name of it i've been reading i've been cooking i don't know now i just feel as though what's next what do i have I'm trying, trying to keep some kind of routine, you know. I've stocked, stocked up with the food that I need. I made sure once, well, once people had stopped raiding the supermarkets. And <laughs> there was one day when there was no toilet tissue to be had across the country. I spotted a woman across the road carrying a packet of toilet roll. <laughs> it was like gold dust. So, you know, I ran out in my slippers <laughs> and crossed the road and waved down this woman. I was shouting at her, saying, please, madam, stop. <laughs> you know, I thought I was crazy. But she told me where I could get it from. So <laughs> I made sure I have everything I need. I get up still at 7.30. I'm trying, trying to keep a routine of some sort. You know, I get dressed every day, water the house plants. I have flowers in the garden and now especially that the that the um the weather is warming up it's nice and sunny in the garden i make sure i water the plants every evening just like my father taught me in the evenings not in the daytime not the, not when it's sunny he would say you know he was a he was a botanist and uh, he used to say water them in the evening so that the water does not evaporate too fast um so you know the, my time is full. That's the thing. I, I am, well, mostly it is full. I'm finding things to do. I just, I am so used to serving or helping other people in some way. That's the thing that is really hard right now. My whole life has always revolved around looking after other people you know even up until the lockdown although I have retired I was helping out once a week at a food bank so that's four days of my life I had helping other people three days for my grandchildren one day at the food bank 
Food Bank is such an incredible resource. It's it's a real hub for the community or for you know for for people in the community who need it. You're not just dishing out bags of food and saying goodbye, hello, goodbye, take some food. It's much more than that. You're supporting people who are really struggling, really at their lowest ebb. You know, and these people, many of them are still working. They just can't afford, can't afford life in this expensive country of ours. So you support them, you know, you say a kind word, share jokes with them, just do whatever you can to help them feel that they are as valuable as the rest of us, that, that they are the rest of us. There's no difference between us. Sometimes people would ask me to just to listen to their problems. I would bake cakes sometimes and take them to... In fact, I started to bake cakes most weeks and take them just for people to take, you know, just as they're waiting to be given their food bags. And they would sit and talk to me and I would listen. Sometimes they'd ask me for advice or sometimes they just want me to listen to them, you know. I was there for them. We all need, at different times, we all need an older, more experienced auntie figure, you know. Someone who's not in your indirect family or not in your family at all, just to listen. So they would sometimes, they would call me... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they would call me anti-comfort. <laughs> so, you know, I have always been giving to people my whole life. I was a nurse and at the same time I was bringing up my own children. So, of course, I gave all of my time and all of my energy to the people in my life. My work, my children, my home, my husband. Hmm. I just think every single day about the doctors, the nurses. You know, we are trained and experienced and and um, through our experience, we develop an incredibly strong sense of duty. Nurses and doctors, we are the ones who will show up Again and again and again. We put our patients first, above all. It's not just it's not just what we do, it's not just our job, it's who we are. And it's amazing in the NHS, you know, the camaraderie between us. The NHS really pulls together when things are tough, when things really hit the fan, they pull together like you have never seen. I don't just mean the nurses and doctors either. Don't get me wrong. I, there has ah, so many people involved in the whole organism. There are porters, physiotherapists, phlebotomists, um, administrators, receptionists, managers. It's a countless, countless range of people who are all necessary. Healthcare assistants nowadays, we do not have them when I was tra- uh, when I was uh, working, but they now exist now, and so important, so many people who we could not survive without, and they are pulling together every day, working themselves to the bone. It is hard, really hard. 
you have to develop a dark sense of humor to survive. <laughs> oh, things get rough. You cannot survive if you, if you remain, you know, keep a soft shell and a soft center. You have to have a hard shell and I think try to keep a soft center, but protect yourself, you know. Back when I was working, the management did not look after us, not look after their staff like they do, well, like they should have and like I hope they do now. I'm sure they do much better with it today. But we were always expected, we just had to get on with it. It was our duty, no matter what happened. So we did. We always put our duty first. And that, of course, gives you a strong sense of purpose in what you are doing. I remember one time, uh, it's decades ago now, but I still remember it clearly. I remember this time I was attacked by a patient. And if, you know, to tell you what, how it was treated today would surprise, well, it was, it was of the time. So this man, he had, um, he had been hit, well, he had been hit by a boss. He, he had some kind of psychiatric needs and he'd been, he'd gone out thinking that he could stop this boss with his body. Of course, you can imagine. But he survived and, you know, he was brought back into hospital and given this psychiatric, um, this this medis, medication which had a psychoactive impact uh, I think he might have had some kind of hallucination and he attacked me because I was the one there at the time when he was hallucinating <coughs> it was it was something I needed to recover from but <clears throat> in those days <laughs> in those days I don't think people really understood the psychology of uh, looking after your staff. So, you know, the matron just said to me, go straight back out to work, clean yourself up and go back onto the world. So I did because that is what you did. <laughs> well, you know, later on, when I, when I left, it was in the days when... Um, Nobody had mobile phones, so I, I had to call my, my brother for just to check on him. He was needing something. I can't remember what he needed from me, and I, I had not been able to speak to him before work, so I phoned him up from one of those phone booths. You know the ones which, maybe I've not seen these before, but in those days, they had these glass phone booths, glass all the way around. And I was talking to him, and he asked me how was my day. So I told him about the day and I told him about this man attacking me. And um, because at that point I was no longer at work, it's suddenly the shock then, it's like it was delayed up to that point. And it just hit me. The shock hit me so hard and I could not stand. <sighs> there I was in this phone booth and I just collapsed. I, I slid down the glass wall and just slid right down to the floor, to the ground, the, the dirty ground. Thank goodness it was not one of those, um, those red phone booths that are sealed all the way around from floor to ceiling. 
My people used to go, go. People used to go in those things and urinate. Some people are so disgusting. So it was just, it was, you know, the, the, the base of this thing was open. But it was still the dirty ground. I, I, I you know, Nigerians, Africans, nurses, doctors were all super conscious of hygiene. And I slid down and just could not get off the floor, off the ground, the dirty ground. And my brother, he, he could have been the matron. <laughs> he was ordering me to just get up. I had dropped the receiver by then and he was, I could hear his voice shouting, get up off the floor. <laughs> oh dear. Hmm. So, you know, you have to, well, I hope that, I'm sure that nowadays when these things happen, because of course doctors and nurses, we are on the front line. So we still are verbally abused, physically abused by patients who either don't know any better or, well, patients whose life problems are coming out at you when you are trying to help them. It seems such a long... It's, it's a long time ago, but it feels like another lifetime. <clears throat> you don't always realize at the time that your life is going through different seasons. You know, my... Life as a nurse, that was a season that lasted years. My life as a mother of young children lasted fewer years. And then as a mother of teenagers and now my children are grown up. And it's a new season for me. And now, now this season of being stuck at home with suddenly nobody to look after. It's a sudden, quite, it's a brutal change, you know. And how long is this season going to last? Who knows? Some days, you know, some days are better than others. I have found it very useful to try to get to grips with this technology. It's taken me a long time and <laughs> I am nowhere near mastering it yet. I think I need to keep my hands off the keyboard when I am making a video call, somehow I've managed to change the, uh, change the screen. When I was talking to my sister, I must have pressed something. So I've changed the screen. So now when I make a video call, it looks like I'm in outer space. I have no idea how I did that. <laughs> the children were laughing at me, but they did not tell me how to change it. <laughs> oh, dear. Emmanuel suggested the other day, and maybe I should pull out the old keyboard that they used to play when they were children. He sent me some videos, actually, on, on um, the internet. There are videos, people are putting information on the video or, or, or on the internet where you can, just, you can just learn things, anything you want, for free. So Emmanuel has sent me these, these, uh, this information which I can connect to these links and teach myself how to play the keyboard. It's been in the attic for a long time. I don't know how many years. I don't even think I can reach up, climb up the attic, to the attic to get it. I don't know if... It, it's not safe for me. I don't think so. And you see, this is why I need somebody to be able to come home, come here, 
and put it out for me. If only I had known we were going to be on lockdown when Emmanuel collected uh, of okay when I was looking after her, I would have asked him then to bring it down before he went home. But of course, we had no way of knowing what was going to happen that evening. Ah, another thing I could do is I could go into the garden. My children are saying I should plant some... Well, I have flowers planted. And in fact, I have seeds for vegetables. I went to a seed swap day and I bought... I bought, uh, what did I buy? Courgettes, uh, beans, potatoes, garlic. I bought seeds to, to plant these vegetables. I just haven't got around to doing it. So maybe I could do that. But I need to do something for somebody. That's, that is why I'm not feeling myself these days. I need somebody to help. I can't just nurture myself and that be, that's not, that is not enough for me. You know, actually, my neighbors next door, they are working at home with two, two young children. Maybe I could offer to cook for them. That would give them less things to do. They must be so busy. I can hear the children in the garden right now. I'm going to go and see if they would like me to cook them some meals. Hmm. That might be a start. <laughs>